This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. We're going to go recruiting heavy to kick off your week on the podcast with a little bit of an interesting weekend going on across college football as visits are back not in the sense that prospects can go across the country and go on official visits or go even on unofficial visits but much like a regular high school senior or junior or what have you prospects are taking things into their own hands and visiting college campuses i'm billy umbody with me sunny ship we're going to break this down and i want to set the table for us as we get into this recruiting heavy podcast, and that is Mason Smith, the five-star defensive tackle out of Terrebonne in Louisiana. The the number one uh, prospect in Louisiana is uh, still undecided, of course, on in his recruitment, but he did get a chance to go over to Athens this weekend and check out the University of Georgia and kind of walk it and see it and lay eyes on it. And Oklahoma also had a big weekend on the recruiting trail as Caleb Williams, the five-star quarterback commitment for the Sooners, brought uh, basically a bunch of uh, uncommitted prospects with him to Norman. He, he and his dad kind of set this up, called it the Sooner Summit, and a few LSU targets were on campus with him this weekend. Five-star offensive tackle Tristan Lay, five-star running back Kamar Wheaton, four-star offensive tackle Savion Bird, and a few others were all in Norman. And Sonny, I talked to Ed Ogeron and I asked him on Tuesday during his press conference, I said, what is your read on, on college football right now with some of these player-led visits? Uh, he, of course, didn't want to talk about specific schools, but said it, it, it seems to be pushing the limits right now. I guess, what was your take from this weekend? This, this one in Oklahoma especially was a big deal uh, for the uh, Sooners. But it, it does seem like there's kind of a dicey situation here for the NCAA to have to monitor. Yeah. Uh, first thing first, while Bill, you know, you uh, you mentioned that you asked uh, Ed Orger on that question, and for for anyone who uh, who would read a transcript from that Zoom call, they wouldn't think that he uh, that he paid too much attention to it. But his face told a completely different story. You yep. could just see that you could just see the angst in his face. You could see the, um, you know, the displeasure with it because it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really make a ton of sense when you consider the fact that okay, the NCAA has the dead period going on. Many of these campuses around the country are 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 tussling with the decision of whether or not to have kids on campus, whether or not to do everything all virtual. And even though this trip was uh, was you know organized by the recruits and by the families themselves, I mean, come on, let's not let's let's not play stupid here and think that 
this, this, this was not in any kind of coordination with the college staffs. <laughs> you know, there's limitations as far as what they can do. They can't host the kids. They, you know, really are not even supposed to be able to meet with them and stuff. But I mean, come on, Oklahoma had the, the video board lit up with, with Oklahoma and Texas playing in the background, had the stadium open and everything. So it's a, uh, you know, I, I think it's a very, I think it's a very dicey situation. And I'm kind of shocked that Lincoln Riley would, would allow something like this to take place in the sense that, you know, he has been, he has been one of the, uh, you know, one of the most outspoken coaches as far as whether or not they should be having summer workouts, whether or not it was too soon because of, uh, because of the spread of COVID-19 and so forth. And so, you know, if he's truly that concerned, then you would think that he would say, Hey guys, you know, I don't think this is a great time to come and do this because let's face it. Norman is not destined Florida. <laughs> it's not LA. It's not these places that you're just, you know, it's not on many people's bucket list to take a, take a trip to Norman, Oklahoma in August when the Sooners aren't playing, <laughs> you know? So it's a, um, it's, I, I think it's something that it's only going to take one incident. It's going to take one incident of, of someone contracting, you know, COVID-19 of, you know, someone in the family, anything like that for this to go from seeming like a good idea of getting these kids on campus to all of a sudden being a very, very bad idea. Yeah. And it, it, you're exactly right. It, and it's, I get it from the prospects perspective. You finally want to try and see what you haven't seen. Maybe if you're, you know, a certain player who hasn't been to Oklahoma or whatever, but you know, Kamar Wheaton's been to OU. Savion Bird has been up there. Tristan Lay, I don't think he's been up there. So I get it from that perspective. And, oh, by the way, as we kind of take stock into what this means, Tristan Lee and his family, great scoop by our Steve Wiltfong, they, they're booking their trip to LSU. So they're going to do the same at LSU. And Ed Ogeron was kind of – he said, look, we're not encouraging it right now. And, and he said that's just not kind of a thing. It's a dicey situation. situation. And now you can debate whether OU's stadium is open or not. I know Florida is a stadium that is open all the time, uh, and, and it's kind of easier to get to. I know Texas is, is very difficult to get into. So, I mean, there's, there's kind of all this different, you know, juggling of, well, who, who's right, who's wrong, what's the NCAA going to do? It's going to be very interesting because this was basically, especially the Oklahoma one, was basically a, a, an official visit type of weekend. The, and I credit the Williams family for, for – putting it together you know that that's a leader in a quarterback class and now LSU you know with Tristan Lee setting up a visit uh he he's gonna try to see as much of Baton Rouge as he can so that will be on the docket soon for him and that's a big chance for Ed Ogeron and and his staff I know they can't visit with him but Baton Rouge has a way of kind of impressing people you get some food in them you see the you see the the size of Tiger Stadium you can lay eyes at least on uh, the the new football ops building from outside of it, I guess. I mean, where's the line draw drawn on this? It's 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 an interesting thing that uh, Tristan Lee and you know his family are doing now and taking their their visits into their own hands, which is great. Uh, but it will be something very interesting to monitor. Kamar Wheaton, who is a five star running back up at Oklahoma this weekend, he released his top three, and it ended up being Oklahoma, Alabama, and LSU. The Sooners have the crystal ball lead right now. That one will be an interesting one to follow because he is very low-key. 
and he really hasn't ever named favorites. We heard some Texas buzz at times in his recruitment. Uh, we, we heard OU, we've heard LSU, SMU, uh, and Alabama now enters his, his top three. And so it is a, a weird recruitment, but LSU and Alabama, I'm going to say this, don't sleep on LSU and Alabama for Kamar Wheaton because they've done a really good job recruiting him. LSU had him on an actual visit uh, just before COVID shut everything down. And Alabama, they haven't had him on campus in quite some time from what I understand. But you know, the Crimson Tide have done a good job recruiting him as well. Oklahoma probably has the most buzz right now with his recruitment. But as that one drags out, that's one to watch for LSU as they look for a second running back in this class. And I, I can assure you that after a weekend at Oklahoma, uh, Ed Ogeron and his staff are going to make it really difficult uh, for Kamar Wheaton to say no to them. And, and same with Alabama. I'm sure they want to uh, try and create some buzz of their own. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I don't think you can sleep on either of those two SEC schools. And, you know, I wonder, and, and this is just me uh, kind of spitballing here, but I wonder how much success – um, you know, this, the sooner summit turns out to be, uh, you know, because one thing that, one thing that, uh, that Shay Dixon mentioned on the, uh, on, on our board was that Tristan Lay, while he was on that visit to Oklahoma, he stayed in contact with the LSU staff. He didn't try to, to hide the fact that he was going, he, uh, uh, you know, kept the lines of communication open while he was on that visit and everything. And so for them to, to not, to not really come out of this with a, uh, you know, make it with a, with, with a big splash, pulling in a bunch, you know, uh, several commits or anything like that. And obviously that could happen, but you know, it just kind of makes me, it just kind of makes me wonder that if, um, you know, if you get these kids on campus, you get their parents on campus, but if the staff is not able to quote unquote wine and dine them is not able to give them that personal touch does it just, you know, does it take some of the luster off of the visit? You know, I, I think that's going to be something to kind of, something to kind of follow because let's face it, you know, you go and you can walk around campus, you can go eat at a couple of places here and there and stuff. But, you know, we're, we're talking late August in Norman, Oklahoma, you know, when you've got the heat and you've got everything going on, you're not meeting with professors, you're not walking through and, and, and checking out, you know, all of the facilities and stuff. And so I just wonder in the grand scheme of things, if, uh, you know, if some of these kids take a visit here and then they don't get the whole football experience and then they look at it and say, well, maybe Norman's really not for me. Yeah, and I'm with you. And now, you know, the Athens is a great college town. You get around that, and, and that's one where, you know, for the most part, people love to go to Athens, I would, I would feel like. I haven't been there, but that's what I've heard from most people. There's cool breweries and all of that. Now, you know, that's not for a high school, you know, senior, but a lot of these uh, parents, they, they want stuff like that. And, you know, that group that went to Norman, they stayed in Oklahoma City and then drove over to Norman. So I think that's something to kind of take note. We'll see how it all ends up panning out I think like we said Kamar Wheaton has the Sooners uh, as the crystal ball favorite right now uh, Savion Bird and, and uh, for OU SMU are kind of battling that out LSU's trying to get him to visit and and at least you know they want they want him to see LSU before uh, he makes his decision at some point because he hasn't and now uh, with with Tristan Lee he'll be heading down to uh, LSU at some point and LSU's starting to take over the crystal ball lead for him. So 
it'll be quite the the storyline as the fall unfolds. Uh, but Sonny, there's uh, two big decisions coming down the pipeline now this week with Thomas Vidone, the number one tight end in the country, and Nathaniel Wiggins, a top 100 overall prospect in the country. Thomas is set to announce his commitment on Wednesday and uh, doesn't appear to be LSU. It looks like it's going to be Nebraska just edging out the Tigers on this one. And then Nathaniel Wiggins, LSU has the commanding crystal ball lead. His decision is on Friday. And I tell you what about Wiggins. He is uh, a really talented player who has risen up the rankings for good reason this year. Yeah, he's risen up the rankings. And, you know, Ed Orgeron, when he met with the media Tuesday on his Zoom call, he kind of dropped a little nugget in there that that caught a bunch of us by surprise, saying that LSU is still combing the country looking for for another transfer cornerback that could step in and that could play this year. And so, uh, you know, that, that, that tells you right there that obviously with Kerry Vincent uh, opting out of the season to prepare for the NFL draft, that left a void there, Uh, you know, at nickel, uh, Cordell Flock could slide over there. He could also play on the outside, but I think it, yeah, I think that's a situation that tells you that they feel like that they need a little bit of experience and immediate help now. But when you look at Nathaniel Wiggins, you know, he's going to be walking into – I think he's going to be walking into a situation at LSU to where I don't expect this to be a very cornerback-heavy class. The last two signing classes, they signed three corners in each class. And then, uh, you know, I could see him, you know, at the end of the day, I would not be surprised at all if he was the lone quote-unquote cornerback in this class, just from the standpoint of, you know, Sage Ryan, who we both feel is a heavy LSU lean. Uh, he's the number one safety in the country. To me, I think he is a perfect candidate, just like Kerry Vincent, to play nickel, to play safety. I also think he could play on the outside at cornerback. But I would not be surprised to see Wiggins as the only pure cornerback in this class with safety such a huge need. I'm with you as well. And you look at the versatility of Sage Ryan. They do get on, get him on board, which we feel really good about our crystal balls there. He can fit into that corner spot, but he's also somebody that can play safety, he can play nickel. Nathaniel Wiggins is, is somebody that a lot of programs really, really love. And so I think it's you go all out and, and you try to land your Quincy McKinnistry out of Alabama and try to pull a rabbit out of your hat in a way. And then if, if not, you have Nathaniel Wiggins, if he does indeed commit to LSU, and that would be just as good of a, of a pickup for Ed Ogeron uh, to, to really just sit there and say, okay, feel good about the direction of the corner room with these young guys that are going to get to play a lot this year, like you mentioned, without Kerry Vincent in the lineup. Uh, and then Nathaniel Wiggins, he's kind of next guy up, and you you hopefully end up getting somebody like Sage Ryan as well who has that versatility. So could be a big end of the week. Uh, for LSU as uh, everybody in Baton Rouge and, and kind of the South, South Louisiana area and Panhandle and everything like that will be kind of batting down for uh, the second storm of this week. And we'll be tracking it still. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we have power and everything like that. But, uh, Sonny, uh, you, you stay safe uh, for that storm coming up. Yeah, you too, Wild Bill. I think we're going to, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, it looked like you had Marco supposed to kind of come right up uh you know not far off of new orleans from uh where i live and then uh, laura was supposed to do the same thing and uh marco threw a curveball to every meteorologist out there and went totally uh 
went totally rogue on him and <laughs> ended up going into the, uh, you know, up along the panhandle. And then uh, now it looks like Laurie, you know, is going to uh, kind of cl- uh, comb that Texas-Louisiana border. So prayers for everyone in, the, in those areas. Uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, not as bad as it, as it seems like it could be. And uh, just hope everybody stays safe and, uh, you know, and riding that thing out. Yeah, well said, Sonny Money. And uh, with that, guys, we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. We want to get you guys this out, kind of set the table for what could be a big recruiting week for LSU uh, at the end of the week at least. And a quick reminder, guys, it's the end of the month and our 50% off annual subscription sale is ending. So definitely get in on that. Uh, We've had VIP tidbits just about every day from our sources on the inside of the fence. We haven't been able to be inside practice uh, smartly, really, for LSU trying to keep their guys safe. So if you want the inside news on what's going on, feel free to throw us a subscription and try us out and, and see how it is for just a few bucks really spread out over the course of a year. Uh, each month. So uh, try that out and also leave us a rating, leave us a review, and please subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Stay safe. We'll be back at you with another podcast later this week as LSU continues fall camp preparations and the season opener just about a month away now. So hope everybody has a great rest of the week and thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.